Hi, this is Saki from On The Spot Language. Today, we're gonna talk about cultural differences with special guest, Teacher K. <laughs> Cool. Before we jump into the topic, I'm just curious. How did you, how did you two meet Anish? So how did you and Anish? Yeah. How did you two meet? Yeah. Oh. Good question. Anish and I met on Instagram. Yes. Do you remember that time when no one could go outside, no one could meet in person? We spent a lot more time online connecting with other teachers on Instagram, and me and Anish met through, I think, another teacher. Teacher Kate. Kate. Yes, Kate. yes. Or I thought it was Teacher Will. Probably Teacher Will. Teacher Will or and or Teacher Kate. That's how we met. Oh, that's nice. So just to make sure. Just make sure during Kobe using Instagram and meet, uh, met each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I have more one more question for you. So please introduce introduce of yourself. Yeah. A little Could bit. Could you tell us a little Could bit you about tell Sure. So my name is Kayla, but a lot of people know me as Teacher K. I started teaching English in Brazil, actually, in 2018 because I live there, because I'm also a samba dancer and performer and teacher. So I went to Brazil to train and I also fell in love with teaching English. And so I st and fell in love as well. <laughs> so I stayed there for four years teaching, dancing, and getting to know the culture, and starting Diaspora English Learning, which is my English school. Thank, thank you for sharing. So just make sure you used to stay and used to live in Brazil for over four, five, four years to teaching English and teaching Samba, dancing. And you, you, you mentioned before you feel you know the cultural differences in Brazil and Toronto, right? So, what do you like the most about the biggest difference, cultural differences in you that you had experienced when you are in Brazil? Good question. I have to think about it. Which cultural difference do I like the most? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Like or dislike, maybe, also, too, right? Lots of difference. Like or dislike. Um, what I like is people in Brazil are very outgoing, extroverted. They like to have fun, they like to talk, they like to express themselves. In Toronto, people don't express themselves as much and people don't talk as much. You know, your neighbor, you go this way, that way, no hello, no good morning, no goodbye. Except my neighbor, I'm actually very good friends with my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> but normally, this is not the case. On 
on this topic now this is something I experienced when I came back to Toronto when I was living and working in Taiwan I had reverse culture shock I had culture shock in Taiwan but then when I came back to Toronto I really became Taiwanese so I experienced reverse culture shock so I'm curious teacher K now that you've been back in Toronto have you experienced reverse reverse culture shock thanks for reminding me Ayaka yeah I have experienced weather shock <laughs> going from living in a tropical place for four years and then living in a um I guess it's not the Arctic here, but we're a lot closer to the Arctic than Brazil. So adjusting to the weather was difficult, adjusting to the lack of sunshine, adjusting to different food options. It was definitely, um, definitely tough. Yeah, it was a shock. Yeah, definitely weather is, uh, is, is one of them, um, for sure, because Taiwan was also a tropical island. Uh, but there was also no heating, and that was also a different experience, no central heating. Um, good question, Claire, to, to jump into cultural differences. Uh, do you have a, a, another question, Ayaka? Uh, okay. And why, why did you join today? I'm just curious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so why did you join? Anish forced me. I had no choice. He kept messaging me. Oh, Anish with the jokes every time. Um, I decided to join today because I like meeting new people. Um, I like meeting people from different countries, different cultures. And the topic that Anish told me it was is something that I'm really interested in. I love to learn about culture. I like to talk about deep questions life experiences with other people it's something that makes me feel fulfilled so you mean you like talking to people about the deep question and you like to meet new someone new people new people yeah now speaking of, of cultural differences um, have you ladies experienced any cultural differences since coming to Toronto and just please remind everyone you know since you came here how many months ago and then what ex cultural experiences uh, you've uh, you've had um, let's jump into okay Saki I've been here for for roughly six months when in that time in that, in that time I've experienced, I've experienced um, two experiences <laughs> first uh, when I came to Canada I was impressed with how nice people are it made me realized that in Japan 
people not might be not very uh, friendly to strangers. Um, and second, when I came to Toronto, I was surprised surprised at the variety of restaurants from different countries. It's fun to feel like I'm traveling in traveling to a different country while in Toronto because of Toronto's diversity I can eat authentic food from all over the world I enjoy trying and eating <laughs> new food from different countries and I have a question for you okay. what's your favorite restaurant in Toronto? <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great question. Thank you for sharing your 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 cultural differences. Yeah. Definitely uh, a lot. And in terms of food, I guess maybe do you have like a go-to restaurant or, or or maybe in terms of maybe different kinds of food? I'm sure Teacher has lots. So, all right. Okay, yes. Well, I do have lots of go-to places. Um, one of my favorite places is called Snack Bar 416. So it's more of a bar, So, but they have what's called snacks. So small plates um, with foods, with different kinds of foods, um, international foods. So whether it's Korean, um, Italian, uh, Japanese, all on the same menu, and they always have good music, a good atmosphere, and when I go there, I feel myself, I feel relaxed, but I also feel like it's something special for me, and it's al it always tastes good. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. What's, what's good to get there? What's good to get, get there? Uh, no. Yeah. So in terms of snacks, do you have a favorite snack? Or generally, what's good to get there? Like um, I like their... Now, I don't know the official name, but it's like a... I think they call it like a double eggplant sandwich. So the instead of having bread, it's eggplant with quinoa on top and mozzarella cheese in the middle and tomato sauce in the middle. It's really, really tasty. They also have um, Korean fried chicken, which is good. Um, and they have uh, General Tao tofu, which is really good too. These are my favorites. And I really like to have a glass of sparkling wine. Yeah. Prosecco. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I'll try next time. So, some general Tao tofu, there's also Korean fried chicken, and an eggplant sandwich. Wow, that's good to know. I'll definitely give it a shot yeah. next time we go, right? Yeah, cool. Um, Saki loves... How many countries have you traveled to now, Saki? I forgot. Uh, I've traveled... Yeah. I've now roughly 50 countries. Five zero? 
Oh, sorry. 15. Oh, one more. 15. Wow. <laughs> That's still impressive. Actually, I used to be travel our tour guide. So almost I went to there for job work for work. So we have a next cultural difference. So maybe uh, Saki shared a few. Now, who wants to talk about their next cultural differences? Ayaka, Claire? Good, thank you for volunteering, Ayaka. Always <laughs> waiting. Hi. Okay. I've, I've been here for roughly three months. So I've experienced to, to cultural differences. Um, one of my experiences is, unlike Japan, not all Toronto stations have washrooms. In Japan, most stations have them. Personally, I need to use the washroom frequently due to my stomach issues. So, so in Japan, I always use it even before reaching my destination. It, it's a bit challenging to find and use washrooms here. Now, what do you think about the, the washroom situation here, uh, Teacher K? In general, or um, specifically the or in the TTC? <laughs> um, I'm scared of the washrooms in the TTC. <laughs> They're not very clean, and yeah, they don't have them in all the stations. Um, but it's good when they have one, you know, because sometimes. Uh, if you really need a washroom, you can't be picky. You have you have to just go. So I agree. I think it would be good if all the stations had a washroom because you never know if someone really needs it. You know. So that's how I feel. Thank you for sharing. Uh, next and next, uh, I think. Uh, Operating time, subway, and bus. So in Japan, the trains usually stop around midnight. So we need to plan to go home early or uh, consider using a taxi. And however, in Toronto, there are late night bus available. This is convenient because we don't have to worry about making a decision. It's very useful and convenient. That's a great point. I actually love that we have like a 24-hour bus system. So even though the TTC might close, the subway might close early, it's, it's convenient that you can, you don't have to take a taxi. Yeah, you can rely on the, the 24-hour buses. Yeah, good point. Um, have you gotten to use or benefit from the, the 24-hour buses? Because TTK loves staying up all night, maybe. No, I don't know. In my younger days, <laughs> in my younger days, that 24-hour bus definitely came in handy, you know? These days, I, I don't use it as much. I also live um, in, a, 
in a central area. So I usually walk um, when the TTC is not working. Um, and I don't actually, I don't need the subway to get to my home. So yeah, it's very convenient, especially for people who work different hours. Like if you work at night um, or very early in the morning, there's always a bus available. That, those are some great uh, points, uh, Teacher K. And uh, it's nice that for you, everything is kind of walking distance from yeah. home, which is very uh, convenient. Um, just curious, Ayaka, where in Toronto do you live right now? I'm, I'm currently live uh, before work to work to for walk for the train station. Oh, you, you currently have a short walk from Dufferin Station. Oh, okay, that's good to know, wow. Um, so we've heard a little bit from Saki and Ayaka about cultural differences. Uh, Claire, uh, what's been the biggest cultural difference for you so far? So, the biggest cultural differences, difference <laughs> that I had experienced so far. So now I've been here Roughly over just over six months. So for me, now understanding each other's opinion is the most, the biggest cultural differences between Japan to Toronto, between Japan and Toronto. So in Japan, people often try to lead a person, lead a between line. Yes and uh, gauge the situation based on the others. So, in Japanese, people try to beat around the bush <laughs> every time. And, uh, but however, on the other hand, in Toronto, the expressing strong personal opinion is the values, so worth it. So, people who are upfront are often regarded highly so for me I was really impressed <laughs> this culture the biggest culture difference so what do you think of <laughs> wow that's very interesting can I ask you a question yes um, how are strong opinions viewed in Japan In my opinion, I think people uh, to match their own opinion, we, c we could say the strong opinion. Like, uh, let's say the example. <laughs> so we are talking about meeting in office and we ask each opinion or ask, ask answer and Teacher K and Anish and Ayaka, Saki, everyone same opinion. Finally, I, I can say the strong opinion, I think. But, but how, however, the half of them, half of them, the completely opposite opinion, mm -hmm. I think I will not able to say strong opinion specific in person so people for, for me I I think I would try 
to make them change my mind, change their mind to the same opinion. Mm-hmm. And after that, <laughs> I can say the strong opinion. It takes a little bit more time, I think. <laughs> got it, got it. I think I got it. So you try to, before expressing your opinion, you try to win them over and then say yeah. it's your opinion. Okay, that's interesting. I think a big part of it is cultural. So you have a kind of group mentality, right? Okay. And, and so it's easier to share if everybody has the same opinion than you just follow the opinion. If you maybe one person thinks differently,、uh, you can't share it because it's not. Everybody's the majority feeling, so you just,、mm, me too. So, kind of you hide it, or maybe, yeah, I don't know, Claire, Choto, Claire, or Choto, kind of talk behind people's back. What do you think? Is that true, Saki? Generally speaking, in Japan?、Mm, maybe I think so, but for,、uh, for me, <laughs> If I don't want to do this, I definitely say no. So, depends on person, depends on people. Well, what about in terms of the workplace? Do you always be strong about your opinion or do you just follow everybody?、Uh, I want to do. I'm not good thing. So, my boss said something wrong thing. I definitely said no. <laughs> so, if your boss asked you a question or asked you to do something,、yeah. you would be honest and share your true yeah. opinion. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. I think maybe. Sometimes in a small office or small company, it may be easier to do. If you have a good relationship with your boss, maybe also easier to do. I know big companies in Japan, you can't kind of do that. You just have to go with the flow with everyone, right? And just、uh, follow. Yeah.、Um, wow, that's interesting. I think. That kind of exists here too, but it, because we're more maybe individualistic, it depends on the person. Because some people regard people with a strong、uh, opinion highly, but some people do not. Some people, a lot of people still talk behind people's backs. And I think, especially in the corporate working world, you, you have to be careful because you may have. You may have your goals, and if you're not liked, you might not achieve your goals.、Um, and sometimes it's a lot of times it's about how you deal with people. So you could be an excellent professional, but sometimes if you're not good with people,、um, it doesn't work out well, you know? Sometimes in English, sometimes it's good to keep the peace. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think this is very, very common in Japan. You don't want to disturb 
the situation or you don't want to interrupt or you don't want to do anything to create any waves. You want calm ocean, calm no, no tsunami, right? Um, but yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing that, Claire. That's, that's a really interesting. Now, just to steer the ship a little bit here, um, we have some really deep questions now that uh, the, the students um, have. Let's start with Saki. What's a, a deep question that you have? Oh, my favorite deep question is, what's your favorite quote, phrase, or a word in English and why? As for me? As for me, my favorite phrase in English is better late than never because I believe that it's too late. <laughs> it's never too late to start something new. So I determined to try to new things no matter how old I am. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. That's I love that phrase too. Because it's true. It is better late than never. Um, but I, I feel like there's another path sometimes people say to that, but I can't remember. Yeah. Better late than never, but... I don't know. But anyways, I love that phrase. It's a good one. Um, I can't say I have a favorite phrase. I think it depends on the period in my life. Like, sometimes one phrase is more relevant. Sometimes another one is. I have to think about it. I have to get back to you. <laughs> sometimes people say there's, there's no time like the present. So sometimes if you're going to do it, like I just do it now, right? I could, like I just do it now. Don't wait. Of course, better late than never. <laughs> but sometimes, Ayaka always says, just do it. Just do it, right? And, and, yeah. and Ayaka always says something like, uh, just don't overthink something, right? Just do it. Nah? Um, yeah, good question, Saki. Thanks for, for sharing uh, your answer as well. Um, Ayaka, do you have a, a deep question you'd like to ask? Questions? Yeah. yeah. Deep question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what are you most afraid of? <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Ooh. Ayaka. Oh boy. You ready to answer that or? Yeah. Okay. Oh, ready. <laughs> I think I'm most afraid of not. Uh, achieving my potential you know not living my dreams and just I don't know forgetting about them yeah what about you all <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for, for being a little bit vulnerable there uh, and, and, and sharing yeah so sometimes you know we all want to reach this goal or this uh, potential and maybe sometimes we fall short and we can't get there. And um, I, one of my things I'm most afraid of is not making my daughter proud. So I hope she can be proud of me um, for everything that I've done or am doing or am trying to do with the education system and, and the business. And I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to fail at my job because I want her respect. So I'm, I'm most afraid of 
kind of disappointing her a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, so anyway, that's what I'm a little bit most afraid of. But sometimes we need to fail forward. If you fail, then you can learn from your mistakes and then get better and do better. So hopefully uh, she's seen me fall down many times already and I didn't give up and keep going. That's also important to show the resilience. Even if daddy falls down, he gets up. He doesn't give up. So perseverance. Um, what about you, Ayaka? What are you most afraid of? I think... I think my greatest fear is losing the ability to fear, fear joy. Sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Ah, sorry. My, uh, my, my greatest fear is losing the ability to feel joy. The ability to feel joy. joy yeah. I constantly ask myself how I can enjoyment in anything I do. So I rely on my in instincts to guide instincts to, to guide me. When I lost that, I struggle to make decisions and it feels like my life is slipping away. Yeah, finding enjoyment. It's her biggest fear in, in something. And some people always say, you know, enjoy the moment, enjoy the moment. Or like you feel like yeah, sometimes things are slipping away. And yeah. yeah. Wow. That's real. <laughs> That's real. Um, it's kind of like an expression to really say, like, you shared something really true to yourself, you know? Um, yeah, I think our fears teach us a lot about ourselves you know and about like who we who we are really are inside because I think it can be easy to talk about our goals and all the things we want to do but the things that scare us we usually don't talk about I'll let you go oh. <laughs> or I don't know if you yeah, know. <laughs> what are you most afraid of Claire uh, my, as, my, for as for me my biggest, my biggest afraid fear. fear that I'm afraid of is uh, break, breaking out of my shell. So I'm very, very, very shy and shy for, especially for strange person. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm really jealous Anish because the Anish has, has uh, self confidence to jump into the conversation with strangers mm -hmm. without hesitation or like a reader between lines. But for me, jumping into the conversation or, or express my, by myself is the, the hardest thing for me. So, yes, so... That's, that's <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that, Claire. And it, it's, yeah, some people are naturally, and they love talking to people or jumping into conversations. It's a, it's a personality thing, too. But sometimes 
in language learning, it's, it's an important skill to sometimes be able to do that, depending on the culture, the country you're in. I have the opposite problem in Japan, where I want to jump in, but I need to not speak, because sometimes I speak too much. And so that's also my opposite challenge is I'm jumping in, but maybe I shouldn't jump in. So I have the opposite challenge, Claire.、Um, wow. Well, congratulations, Claire, because if your fear is breaking out of your shell and you're in on the spot language, that is amazing. You're very brave because it's like you're facing your fear head on. So. Congratulations.、Um, does anybody here believe or follow astrology? Astrology, stars. What kind of show? Mizuga Meza. Remember, I'm a. I'm a cancer. Okay. I'm a Leo. We had this conversation. No, no, it, it's me. Ah, sorry. Yeah. No, you mean, right? Astrology or that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scorpio. Yeah. Scorpio. 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 Okay, and you? I'm an Aquarian. Okay, and I'm a Taurus. Taurus. <laughs> so, yeah, I believe that we all have certain traits and tendencies and fears that are related to our stars.、Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes I, I think there's a reason. There's a reason for why we feel how we feel, especially fears, tendencies. That's my thinking.、Uh, afraid.、Uh, as for me, I'm afraid of losing feeling about that. Try to new things because. I think if I forgot this feeling, the life would be boring. So I want, I want to try to do new things forever. Yeah, it's interesting, Saki. So when you're younger, you want to try new things and go here and do this and do this. Or, and then as you get older, naturally, I know you don't want to lose the,、um, the passion to keep trying something new, but sometimes you need a little bit of stability. you know. And I used to travel to five countries you know, a year. Or you know, I would do it every but then when you have responsibilities and a family, you have less flexibility in your life. But doesn't mean. I can't try something new. So, three years ago, I started doing a podcast with my students every week. That was something new, right?、Um, reaching out to amazing humans like Teacher K, you know, maybe online. I never used to do that. That was trying something new because I couldn't go outside. I was kind of stuck online. So, I'm like, okay. Let me try reaching out to other people, usually strangers outside, but now strangers online.、Mm. Eh? 
but no, I want to see and, and meet someone in person. And Anish is stuck inside. Ah. But here we are. And by chance, I think when I met you, you were in Brazil yeah. at that time. And then by chance, she did come back to us here um, with the love of her life, I believe. Yes. yes. Um, which is awesome. Then this is now the third class. She's joined us. She joined us once in, uh, where, where did you Little join Portugal. us before? Little Portugal, and then in Kensington Market. Um, because when you talk about a, a diaspora, or a whole different, many different cultures coming together, and all these different cultures, Kensington Market's uh, lots of diversity there, and um, Teacher Kay was able to show the students around and, and uh, meet some of the local people. Now, interesting, we went to a little fruit market there. Um, now, you work in a little fruit market now, right, Ayaka? Well, where do you work? I work in... I work supermarket at, at Kensington Market. In Kensington Market? Yeah, yeah. What's the name? <laughs> I don't Nobody know. can visit you. Essential oil. Essence of life? Essence of life? Essence of life, yeah. Oh, I love that story. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. What are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> I love that store. I'm definitely going to look for you next time I go. Yeah, I was there, I was there two weeks ago. Yeah. Please come visit me. Please come visit me. Visit, visit, visit me, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, maybe I, 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 I started to run two, two <laughs> weeks ago. I, I started so I walking two school. weeks ago. Just she two just started two weeks ago. So. Oh. Yeah. So you just maybe missed each other. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. So, so mm. definitely go back. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. So, in terms of your supermarket or essential oils, uh, What's the most popular essential oil? Is it like lavender or eucalyptus? Or many people buy oils. Nobody. Uh, some people. So what do people usually buy there? Usually, we, we have many organic food or drink and everything. So our supplements. Yeah, nice. And you, you were sharing with us earlier, we were kind of joking but serious. What are some English sentences you use at your job, usually? Maybe there are three or four sentences you repeat every day. Why don't you share them with everyone? I usually use, do you need a bag? Do you need a bag? <laughs> would you like a receipt? Would you like a receipt? And how would you like to pay? How would you like to pay? Very good. Very good. That's it. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. How would you like to pay? Do you guys take visa? Yeah. Um, great. Now, let's quickly have Teacher K put you guys on the spot now. Because you've asked cultural differences. You've asked her some deep questions and you've shared about yourself. So let's see if she can ask you a deep question or anything. Okay. Now... Anish has put me on the spot, <laughs> like he always does. 
Okay, so I guess I will start with a cultural question. Then after, I'll ask a, a deep question because I need to think about it. So what is the strangest thing you've seen in Toronto? Uh, many, many, many things that I had already experienced. As for me, public transportation is the strange differences because in Japan we have a lot of train to translate everywhere I go transfer transfer everywhere I go so if the one train will be gone will be deleted we we can translate we can switch, take another, line. Take another route. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I hardly be delayed meeting a spot in, when I was in Japan. But here only TTC is a one for only four line. So if the one that if the train taking in the, the train, be late. I definitely delayed <laughs> the meeting. So for me, very very strange, strange thing. That's a good point. There in Japan, there are many other routes that you can take if you're going to be late. This is down. Okay, you have like five other routes. If the TTC is down, this on the Young Line, uh, suddenly shuttle bus. Everybody takes one shuttle bus and only one option if it's delayed or something. So you're definitely going to be late. Whereas in Japan, you can still be on time or be early even um, taking another route. Yeah, so that's definitely inconvenient. But is it like the strangest thing for you? Like, what's the strangest thing that's happened? Like, did you see like somebody screaming or no clothes or no shirt person? Or what's the strangest thing you've experienced? Or Yeah, or something that you never thought you would see behavior you know oh, yeah. uh, I saw the stranger who who at the cafe but they didn't buy anything, just sitting at the cafe. In Japan, have to, have to buy something. So this is strange for me. <laughs> okay, so what we're thinking and what they're saying is like, wait a minute, that's not normal. Yeah, I think here you should buy something, but technically you don't have to. <laughs> okay. But you should. (laughs) Ayaka, do you have any crazy, strange experiences in Toronto? Maybe every day something happens. For example. No? Yeah? So you can't think of something off the top of your head? Maybe the couples here are different. How they behave, are they? I don't know. Kissing or anything. Yeah. Is that strange or not? Not so much. 
many Korean drama you watch? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no. No. Ayaka watches a lot of Korean dramas. And do they do they hug and kiss in the Korean drama? Or no? I don't Romantic ones. Oh, idol performances, right. Idols. The Korean idols and, and stuff, right, okay. Hmm. It's good to know. Okay. Yeah. I, I see things every day. But I'm not, not strange for me anymore. I'm used to it. So difficult to surprise me. Because I see crazy things every day outside. So I'm like, oh. Okay, that's happening again. Um, yeah, I saw someone on the TTC this morning. They were doing chin-ups on the bar. Is it? Hmm? Was like, oh. Wait, on the TTC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a big bar and they were just doing like a workout. It's One, not for that. Two. No, no, it's not. <laughs> then I thought, oh, then I tried it. <laughs> I did. One, oh, I could do it. I was curious. I'm like, oh, it's very strong. So let me. I don't know Anish's strength. Oh, I tried one and oh. I also I could do one, but he kept doing it, it was like his workout. I just and then I got curious and then now then Anish became the crazy person. <laughs> What's he doing? And, um, just give it a shot. Right? Live in live in the moment. Just do it, right Ayaka? YOLO. You only live once, right? So yeah, cool. Um, any final questions? Hmm. Um, I need a I need a few seconds to think. Well, then maybe before that, why don't we sh why don't you share a little bit about your next steps or your next goals or maybe anything exciting going on in the diaspora family or diaspora world, diaspora English world? What's going on? What are you next? What are your next big milestones? Or I, I know you've been hiding a few of them or keeping them secret but you're, you're sharing it more on the, your, your channel as I yes, keep yes. stalking her um, <laughs> and following her yeah. uh, is there any special announcements or things that you can say that are coming up yes we are coming out with a new look and a new addition to the diaspora English brand where people can learn more and study more about the foundation of what we teach at Diaspora English Learning. So Diaspora English teaches English that is um, diverse from different parts of the world, different people with a focus on communication and culture and confidence. So people who want to learn this and um, practice this can get training on how. But that's all I'll say for now. Very cool. And, and I love the connection between the three C's culture, communication and confidence right lots of good C stands for right um, and that's definitely where we align we share those same values um, and uh, so do you understand what that means diaspora English Claire? Exactly means diaspora. Diaspora. Diaspora means. Um. <laughs> the question you get the most. Uh, 
Yes, I yes, love yes. It. People ask me, what does on the spot mean? Like, okay, That's true. Okay, okay. So diaspora English learning. What is that? So I chose the word diaspora because it describes um, us, the people speaking the language, and the language itself. So the English language has lots of other languages in it. It's a combination of different languages. Even the script it uses is Latin. It doesn't have its own lettering. Um, and a lot of the people learning English and traveling, they come with their own culture, with their own practices. So it's to reflect us learning it and our cultures as well as the language that's full of other cultures. Because a lot of times people think English is very strict and there's one way to do it and there's one culture, but it's, it's a language that has traveled all over the world and use parts from different languages, whether it's Latin, um, Norse, Old English, Arabic. So many languages are in this language. French, you know, I think like 30% of English actually is borrows words from French. So I wanted to bring attention to this and that's why. Thank you so much for sharing that and helping clarify what diaspora English is. And even within the the Japanese language, you've borrowed lots of different, like, for example, even the character me, which means beautiful, right, comes from mei, which means beautiful in Chinese, right? And Japanese say me, right, for beautiful. Me, b, 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 not even me, it's b, which comes from mei, which, which is the da, 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 the beautiful character. Or even the word like Arbeit, which means part-time job, but it comes from the German language for part-time job. And even the fact that Japanese is hiragana, katagana, and kanji, which comes from China, right? Or even like in English, we say chandelier, but in French, it's chandelier. And how do you pronounce chandelier in Japanese? Chandelier. Chandelier. So almost the same. So Japan has also, Japanese language has borrowed so many words from many languages. And even the writing, the scripture, right, is borrowed as well. So lots of interesting diaspora in the Japanese culture, right? Because it's thousands and thousands of years old and it's been shaped very differently by so many different, uh, uh, yeah, just over time, right? So... That's a little bit about what diaspora English means. Because English is not just from here, it's from many, many different languages and cultures. And it's made up of everyone speaks English a little different too. And not one way is better than the next. And that's why I love my program so much because you understand me, but I want you to be comfortable understanding everybody outside who come from all these amazing different countries. So you're training your ear to understand uh, a global English, right? Not just American or Canadian pronunciation, right? <laughs> so, for example, Saki, you've, you've done a lot of traveling, right? But now in Toronto, like you said, they can try foods from all the different yeah. parts of the world, but you've also been able to try your listening, right? Mm. So. You heard many different accents in Toronto, right? For example. For example, 
Indian accent is strange for me. Uh, also, Philippine, Chinese accent, also, I understand. Oh, maybe you are from China or Philippines. Podcast is falling over here, but yeah. So even getting used to accents you're not used to, right? Maybe it's it's different for you. Maybe not strange, but different. Yeah. It is right. It's unique. It's different than what you're used to, right? So the Indian accent or the Chinese accent or the Tagalog or Filipino accent, right? Yeah. So that's part of being in Toronto, right? Which is beautiful. You can travel the world without leaving Toronto. So really can. Yeah, absolutely. Well. I think we're almost running out of it. It's 52 minutes already, so it's it's longer than I thought. Um, Special thank you for our special guest. Yeah? Okay. I have a question, final question. Do you have any personal advice for those of us studying English? And this is their second last week in the program. So any advice maybe now or maybe moving forward on their English language journey? Wow, I would say be patient, um, be, um, do not be too hard on yourself, so don't have high, high expectations and feel upset if you don't reach it, it's a journey to learn another language, so be patient, keep going, and also celebrate your progress. Because there's always going to be progress to be made. And it's important to celebrate when you reach, like at the end of your program, you know, that's something you completed. This is something I'm learning to do in my life, is to celebrate the steps to the big step. That's all. Great advice. Great question, Saki. And it's something that they have to do every day, actually. Is they actually have to write down three things that they did good every day sometimes you reflect on the day and you want to even the smallest little thing you know maybe I I shared about something today or I got to ask teacher kid you did something good so they have to do this every day in the program anyways type out three things that they did good yeah. a little win every day right because it. um, it's about the journey not necessarily the destination right we always talk about that so um, yeah and I like her advice Sometimes I'm very hard on the students because I push students really, really. But don't be hard on yourself. And uh, yeah, just sometimes give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing a, a, a great job. And celebrate your progress. Great advice, teacher. Okay, yeah. Great. Well, yeah, so dance. Um, so maybe one day you guys could join her class. If she's teaching or something, or maybe we can do an on the spot. An on the spot uh, dance class. Ayaka loves dancing, maybe. (laughs) Or or trying something new, right? Trying something new. Give it a shot, right? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Okay, well, thank you so much. I'm getting the red light here. So um, this is Anish signing off with Ayaka, Saki, Claire, Teacher K. So be sure to follow Teacher K at Diaspora English. And we'll see you guys next time. Remember, live with passion and make the world your classroom. See you next time. Woo!